This podcast is made possible by Host Analytics and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Vincent Bertanti, CFO of Firehouse Subs, and you are listening to the CFO Thought Leaders Podcast. This is episode 312. It boils down to working hard and being nice. And so I have a sign in my office that says, work hard and be nice. And and it doesn't mean necessarily hours in the day, but I, I think the two elements are, you got to put forth your very best effort, your very best business performance, no matter what project you're faced with. And it means your best effort in developing yourself and trying to improve the impact that you have on an organization and the people around you. So that's when I say work hard, I mean bringing your very best effort. And being nice is about doing the right thing. From Middle Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. I'm Jack Sweeney. On today's show, we make it personal by asking our CFO guests to supply us with a personal habit, trait, or philosophy they believe has contributed to their professional success. We're going to supply you with the answers from not five, not six, but seven different CFOs. What they told us may surprise you. Our show begins after these words from our sponsor. It's no secret finance professionals are dealing with some pretty complex problems these days. Now more than ever, they need tools that can help them streamline complex workflows and focus on bigger strategic issues. By bringing your finance organization together on a single cloud platform, Host Analytics automates everyday processes that would otherwise slow you down. By streamlining your planning, modeling, consolidation, reporting, and analytics, Host helps you connect your organization so you can react more quickly to changing conditions and make better business decisions to optimize performance. Let Host Analytics be your partner in leading the evolution of your business. I think I think one of the things that I've been fortunate with is you know I kind of have an ability to see the full field of play whether it's in a negotiation with a um, a customer or an M and A target or even helping the organization drive through to a, um, a refining of our business model is you know I, I I tend to see the more of a whole playing field perhaps than others that are less horizontally focused and uh, and I think that does uh, really help me because I understand the interconnectedness of stuff and part of that is to be honest preparation is to um, you know be thoughtful uh, before you engage and then understanding that just being right uh, doesn't make you effective that you need to communicate it you need to 
um, empower others to uh, uh, to help in where you want the organization to go. And so it's so you got to imagine the field of play. You have to be prepared for it. Uh, and then you know I, I learned early as a early on as a consultant, you could be 100% right on the answer and totally fail if you couldn't communicate it to the client and communicate it in a way that the client could then take it and uh, uh, be actionable on it. And I think the same thing as a CFO or as a finance executive is, you know, you really want to understand the broad parameters, not just your narrow kind of finance view. And uh, you need to not only be right or think you're right, but uh, champion it, uh, uh, be able to communicate it in a way that it, uh, others uh, receive it and are receptive to it and then work to implement Okay, so we kick things off with Jim Tolan, CFO of Broadsoft. While he was sharing his thoughts, I jotted down three quick takeaways in my notes I have. You have to see the whole playing field to understand the interconnectedness of things. Be thoughtful before you engage. And just being right doesn't make you effective. You have to communicate your thoughts. Some uh Great comments from uh, Jim Toll. And next we have CFO Rup Lakaraju, who was with Sport.com when we spoke with him last. Rup is now CFO of software technology firm MANA. That's M-A-A-N-A. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, having Rup back on the show, hopefully sometime soon. Uh, his people told us he's happy to do so. And so here's Rup. You know, probably the best business advice is is twofold. One is um, don't ever think that it's one individual or a particular technology. What makes business successful is the people and understand the importance of the people and having the right people for the right jobs at the right time. Um, Because at the end of the day, nothing else matters. If you don't have the right people or uh, the right skill sets, um, you're not going to be able to achieve any business success. From from a philosophy standpoint, um, you know, I think it's important that to, to empower individuals uh, and make them a part of driving solutions versus dictating solutions. And and with that in mind, you know, I I I've just got a personal philosophy around. I think every story has two sides, and always need to hear both sides of a story before you act upon things um, so that you're really weighing all the different aspects that, that you can possibly weigh. Okay, CFO Arup Lakaraju's three takeaways. One, success is about having the right people. Two, empower the individual versus dictating to them solutions. And three, every story has two sides. Make certain you hear both sides before acting. Ouch. That last one is interesting because it's probably a mistake we've all made acting before we know the full story. However, when you're a finance leader, your actions are magnified to such an extent that to act before knowing can be so costly, especially in people situations. And what's interesting is the advice uh, so many CFOs often part with us is about people 
uh, as was the case with Chris Carl, CFO of the Global Healthcare Alliance. Here's our next CFO, Chris. First of all, the biggest, biggest piece of advice is gain the respect of your peers. If you're someone within the finance organization and you want to be a change agent, you have to gain the respect of your peers and you have to do so by being a team player. I am not a micromanager. I thought about this. <laughs> there are a lot of things that go on in this organization. Personally, as CFO, I'm in charge of IT, I'm in charge of accounting, I'm in charge of the HR side, as well as risk management. We, you look for the right people to fit those roles, and you trust, and then you tell the vision and what your expectations are, and you trust they get the job done. They're going to make mistakes as well. As I stated earlier, I make mistakes. I'll continue to make mistakes. They'll make mistakes as well. But as an organization, we're a big believer in leadership through service. And when you follow this leadership through service model, you serve your employees. You provide those tools. You then, if there are any roadblocks, get those roadblocks out of the way for them. But you let them do their job. And as long as they're doing their job and doing it effectively, don't micromanage them. You also have to communicate your vision. What do you want to see to change and, 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 and not only communicate the vision, but show the benefits of why that change uh, will benefit the organization. And then finally, be persistent. Be persistent, but don't be a pest. If you do all of that, I think you will see uh, positive change affected within the organization. Okay, that was Chris Carl, CFO of Global Healthcare Alliance. Uh, from my notebook, some of Chris's takeaways included gain the respect of your peers by being a team player. Tell the vision, explain expectations, and trust your employees. Do not micromanage. His third item was be persistent. Well, we ask for personal habits or routines that have helped you succeed as a finance leader. And I thought our next CFO, Mike Smith of Castle Worldwide, was especially worth sharing. It's one of the few responses that we've received where someone mentions their faith, which I think is surprising because we do ask this question so frequently. And it's a question that's intended to draw uh, on personal reflections. You know, what sets you apart? Where have you grown? What's allowed you to succeed? So I don't think Mike's alone here, and I don't doubt he has clearly uh, diagnosed uh, the roots of his success. Here's Mike. You know, for me, it's um, I, I go to church every week, and outside of the religious aspect of that, what it really is for me, it's a time of personal renewal and reflection, and. and um, a lot of times there, I'm, I'm focusing on relationships with others. I look back on the past week. I think about, you know, the people in my life from the ones I love to the ones I met for the first time that week or even the ones I didn't meet and uh, just had email correspondence with, did I treat them the way I should have? What, what can I learn from those interactions that's going to help me be a better person in every role that I have, you know, whether that's father or friend or employee or leader? You know, having strong relationships and treat, treating people the right way in, in all aspects of your life is going to lead to greater success. That response, I think, requires no uh, cheat sheet. I think Mike 
sum things up rather nicely for us. Our next CFO is Kateri Woodrum, CFO of the North Carolina Museum of Art. Well, there's probably two, and sometimes they are in opposition to one another. Listening skills are extremely important, I think. Uh, in an executive's perspective, you can't believe that you already know it all because you don't. And oftentimes your staff know more than you do, and they're closer oftentimes to what uh, might really be a problem. And so listening is something that I have learned to value. Hear what my people are saying, um, understand, and that, that requires taking time. And so then the other skill that's so important is time management. So how do you make the time to listen to anybody who needs the ear that really can add some value while still not finding yourself working until midnight every night to make up for that? I personally spend um, spend a good deal of time out among the staff at this museum learning learning what problems are and trying to understand how 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 they're impacting the business and so i have to really take care on time management uh, prioritizing the things that i have to physically roll my sleeves up and do and that's that's the challenge but i've learned to be very good at time management i've had to be Kateri uh, Woodrum gave us a wonderful and thoughtful interview early on. I think she was among uh, perhaps the first 10 episodes uh, that we recorded. I mentioned that because back then our audio best practices were not what they should have been. And I, I regret the sound quality isn't uh, what you might like. Um, but I want to assure you it's well worth listening to. As for our audio quality we are getting better. We are getting very focused on this, and uh, it's improved a great deal, or so we've been told, uh, but we know we want to continue to improve it. So we look forward to uh, taking it to the next level in the next few months. We have two other CFO guests we'd like to share with you. But first, we have these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. We caught up with Mark Boothman, CFO Emeritus of Kimberly Clark a while back, and we knew that we must include his thoughts on this episode, knowing how they would align nicely with the comments you've already heard and add some additional insight. Here's what Mark shared. You know, I have a, someone asked me what my leadership philosophy was uh, at one time, and, and uh, it boils down to working hard and being nice. And so I have a sign in my office that says, work hard and be nice. And 
And it doesn't mean necessarily hours in the day, but I, I think the two elements are you got to put forth your very best effort, um, your very best uh, business performance, no matter what project you're faced with. Um, and it means your best effort in developing yourself and trying to improve the impact that you have on an organization and the people around you. So that's when I say work hard, I mean, bring in your very best effort. And being nice is about doing the right thing. Um, I have many examples uh, of it's easy when you're accelerating someone's uh, career through an organization, but you can be nice and tell someone that they no longer have a role to play in your organization and bring in a perspective that you're doing things that is in the organization's best interest. Uh, and always coming at things uh, with a genuine desire to make an organization or to make people to make people better and to to bring out their best. I think the combination of those two things are things that I've uh, always tried to live by and and tried to uh, live up to over my career. Okay, our next CFO is Mitch Piper, CFO of Thomas Publishing in New York. And I was going to say, it is number seven. You know what? I have another CFO after this. So I guess, uh, unlike my intro, you're going to be hearing from eight CFOs today. So we'll give you a bonus. Uh, but this is Mitch, and here's what he shared with us. I love how he gets very specific in terms of uh, the approach he mentions at the beginning. One thing, I do, a thing that I do on a weekly basis, on Sunday nights, I really plan out my week I look at my calendar and my to-do list, and then I place my to-dos on the calendar so I make sure these things get done. Uh, I think I learned early on be very open to listening to advice. And I would say over the years, that really uh, thinking has transformed into networking. And today I have a broad network of peers and resources, and we all help each other when we need it. And I would say my major tool for doing that, of course, is LinkedIn, but I really do believe in good old face-to-face networking as well. Okay, we're now up to our final CFO. This is our bonus CFO, number eight, David Morris of Guardian Pharmacy. David always has something of value to share. Here's David. One thing I try to focus on, whether you're in an entrepreneurial environment like we are a Fortune 500 company, executives have hundreds of things coming at them every day, typically more than anyone can handle. So I think it's important to identify and focus your energy on things that add most value to the business. And again, it sounds simple, but I see it every day where people are not doing that at all levels in the organization. I call it focusing on what's material and important to moving the company and organization forward. So you need to come back and always ask yourself, whether you're looking at it on a weekly, monthly, or annual basis, is the activity that I'm focused on working to create value. I keep on coming back to this comment of David's because when he says every day he sees people in all levels of the organization not focusing on what's material, I think he can almost sense his frustration, but he's identified what he's good at. He's good at focusing on what's material. At least he was responding to that question as far as 
what personal habit he has that sets himself apart as a, a finance leader. But I think he's also speaking to uh, finance at large, the larger role of finance, which is helping organizations really to focus on what's material. For CFO Thought Leader, thank you for listening. It's Jack Sweeney with a quick note that CFO Thought Leader now has a quarterly print magazine. That's right, print. Each issue will profile 25 different CFOs. Let me repeat that, 25 CFOs. Other uh, print publications are lucky if they're able to bring you five CFOs per issue. What we understand is that you want to consume content in multiple ways. But wait a minute, there's something more here. We wanted this print magazine to be a podcast companion. So when you receive it, we want you to quickly thumb through it and maybe identify which episodes you have missed. We want you to dog ear those pages, as well as uh, perhaps the pages that feature CFOs from episodes you already listened to but found maybe a little extra value from. 12 months later, you will have a library of 100 CFO profiles highlighted with your insights or comments alongside the CFO thought leaders. Now, how much are we charging for this one-of-a-kind 100 CFO profile library? Annual subscriptions are $119. We think that's reasonable. We thought about it a little bit, but that's, that's what we came up with. Uh, Visit us and subscribe to CFO Thought Leader magazine at cfothoughtleader.com, where the future of finance is listening.